Hey, welcome back to another episode of More Than Bread. This podcast is all about the words of God and the Word of God. The words of God are Scripture and the Word of God. That's Jesus. The Apostle John in his gospel calls Jesus the Word, the Word that was with God and is God from the very beginning. Jesus, the Word of God, is God and is found woven through the pages of the Bible. It's almost like every time God opens his mouth, Jesus comes out. And, And so as we dive into the words of God that we call the Bible, it doesn't matter if it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, Psalms, a gospel, or or one of Paul's letters, every time, every time we dive into the book, we should keep our eyes open for Jesus. So when I say we need more than bread to thrive, we need more than bread for life, what I'm really saying is more than anything, we need Jesus. So we are on episode number 157, and we're looking at Psalm 146. Actually, with a, a little bit, maybe a little bit more than a little bit of Psalm 147 thrown in as well. Just enough of Psalm 147 thrown in that I'm going to count them both in my total. <laughs> and I'm and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say so, but but this is an extra. So both are extras. Neither one of them were on my original top 40 Psalms list. And and honestly, I'm I'm not trying to extend this study on Psalms, this chapter, further than I should. I I, I was I was headed to Psalm 148. That was going to be my next one, but I just glanced, kind of did a quick read-through of Psalm 146. And then since I read Psalm 146, I couldn't help but read Psalm 147. <laughs> and uh and and I don't know, both of them just had this theme that resonated with the series that we're currently in at Calvary. For those of you who are part of the Calvary family, if you've been listening online, it's a series on the Beatitudes called Gritty Blessings. You know, some of the most amazing blessings described for us and promised to us in the Sermon on the Mount come covered in Don't Quit Grit. They're the most amazing blessings, but they do not come easy. And let's be honest, if there's one thing we see over and over again in the Psalms, it's it's amazing blessings. Like like the last episode, the beyond imagination, goodness, and greatness of God. It's it's amazing blessings, but often in the midst of hard times, like David's Psalm of the Caves. So what do we do? If we want to reach these amazing blessings, perhaps the most important thing is simply this, do not quit. Please hear me, no matter what, no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter how hard the heart is, do not quit. Keep going. Persevere. In fact, if you remember all the way back in the beginning of this chapter in the Psalms, we we talked about the perseverance of David, the writer of so many of the Psalms. If anyone had a don't quit grit, it was David. Anyway, back to Psalm 146 to 147. What drew me to them? What drew me to them was a theme of brokenness and humility. That was it, because the beatitude that we looked at most recently, most recently to the recording of this episode, was, blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Now, before I read these two psalms and encourage you to listen for the promises that come to those who are broken, let let me just say this again about that beatitude. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, but today we could use words like desperate or broken. The word that Jesus used for poor was the word patokos. It means the, the begging poor. Blessed are those who have come to the end of their rope and the end of their grip. Blessed are those who have had the rug pulled out from under their feet so many times they don't have the strength or the courage to even try to stand again. 
Blessed are those who don't know where to turn, haven't got anywhere to run and stand without pretense before God, drained of all self-sufficiency and all self-righteousness and all self-help. Blessed are those who are desperate and broken. And I know it sounds like quitting or like a description of someone who's ready to quit, but it's actually the, the secret to true grit. The ones who enjoy heaven's blessings are not those with the most impressive spiritual credentials but those who file for spiritual bankruptcy. It, it's only when I give up all pretense of trying hard to be good on my own and I just turn to Jesus, hands up, surrender. <laughs> and that's when all heaven breaks loose. So listen to Psalm 146 and 147 and, and listen for the psalmist's description of and, and promises to the poor in spirit. I'm reading from the English Standard Version and, and, and I'll make a couple of comments as I go. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord, O oh my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. With every breath, I will praise the Lord. I'll sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. My words, being poor in spirit, desperate and broken, ultimately leads to the question of trust. Who do I trust? Me, my resources, my ability, or God? Verse 4, when his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. <laughs> Two examples of poverty, oppressed and hungry. Two examples of, of people who often find themselves in desperate, broken places. The Lord sets the prisoners free, verse 8. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. Prisoners, blind, those bowed down, widows and orphans, all examples of a type of poverty and brokenness. And why is it that God is drawn to them? Because they've come to the end of themselves and their hands are lifted to God. Verse 10, the Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. And then Psalm 147 starts the same way that Psalm 146 ends. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Man, there's a promise of blessing for the broken, right? Verse 4, he determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble and casts the wicked to the ground. He lifts up the humble and he goes to battle against the proud. That's how James, the brother of Jesus, would put it thousands of years later. He lifts up the humble and he goes to battle against the proud. Verse 7, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor is his pleasure in the legs of a man, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. They hope in his steadfast love. Where's your hope? 
Verse 12, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice-like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statues and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, the psalmist said. Psalm 146 is a song of praise for God's help. It's a It's a psalm of grateful trust in God's faithfulness, and it contrasts putting our trust in God versus putting our trust in human, earthly leaders, politics. Are we going after the kingdom of God or the kingdom of politics? It's really a question of which kingdom are you seeking, the kingdom of God or the kingdoms of this world? Psalm 147 celebrates the greatness of God and his care for his creation, but inserted in the midst of his care for creation are these continuing comments about his care for the brokenhearted, his love for the humble. God is the caretaker of the whole universe, but he's also the caregiver of the broken and the humble, those in need who know they can't do it on their own, those who need, desperately need God. And while the greatness of this God is beyond our imagination and he cares for a universe beyond our comprehension, he's here now in our space, present, involved in the intimate details of our sometimes seemingly tiny lives. We read, the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down and let that comfort you. In our lowest moments, when we're burdened by the weight of life's trials, bowed down, with circumstances that seem to be such good soil for anxiety and depression, God reaches down and he lifts us up. He doesn't leave us in our despair. He raises us to a place of hope and strength. And when we turn our hearts to him, we open up to his blessings. He he pours out love and grace and favor into our lives. And, And again, we see it in Psalm 147. He's sovereign over all creation, truly master of the universe, not a cartoon, He knows the stars and he provides for every living creature, but nothing, I love that. He knows the stars and provides for every living creature, but nothing is too small for him. There's a special place in his heart for the smallest of the small, for the brokenhearted and the humble. In Psalm 147, 3, we read, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Man, when your heart is shattered, when when we feel crushed by the trials of life, and those times will come, God's care for us does not prevent those times from coming. Not all the time, but when they come, either by our choice or by somebody else's, by the circumstances of life, when they come, God is there to heal us. He doesn't just heal our physical wounds, but the wounds of our soul. He brings restoration and wholeness to our brokenness. He lifts up the humble. The psalmist says in verse 6, he lifts up the humble. He, he, he steps into the mess for the brokenhearted. He lifts up those who are bowed low by the burdens of life. He, he steps in as provider for the widows and the orphans. Do we trust him? <laughs> are we seeking the kingdom of God or the kingdoms of this world? Are we seeking the kingdom of God or my kingdom, the place where, where I effectively control or at least try to effectively control what's taking place? Do I trust my resources or his? Do I trust me or him? 
when Jesus arrived on the scene a couple thousand years ago, almost immediately he started talking about the kingdom come. When he talked about the kingdom of God, the people then would have heard Jesus saying, listen, something's coming, something good, like a great light in the darkness, a new day is dawning. It's better than you know or can even imagine you are on the threshold of a new day that will usher in new life that is as different from what you have now as darkness is from light. So do not quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And he's bringing the same message today. If you want to live your one and only life in an uncommon way, don't quit. Look for the good in the heart and don't quit. Dig deep for hope in the Almighty God who took on a cross because he loves you. And do not quit. And I don't know what's coming in your next page, but I know the author of your story. And if it ain't good, it's not done. So don't quit. The kingdom has come and your story is not done. So do not quit. Don't you dare quit. The blessings of heaven are the source of a life that thrives. They're the good that makes every heart worthwhile. The source of peace when everything around me screams, be anxious. The fountain of joy when every circumstance whispers, all hope is lost. But but all, all the blessings of heaven on earth are only, all are only, only available in the kingdom of God. And they rarely come easy. They're amazing, but they rarely come easy. Kingdom of heaven blessings come covered and never quit grit. And 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 if you if you heard me in the last message, we, we don't need to pray, oh God, would you break us? We're we're already broken. We just don't know it until we discover it. If we can't recognize it, God will reveal it. He'll let us get into circumstances that reveal it. But really the question is when it gets revealed, how do we respond? When our brokenness gets revealed, how do we respond? I mean, ultimately, it's all about relying on God every step of the way, even though there isn't certainty. Because just going through something hard is not the same as being poor in spirit. That that hard moment is an invitation to choose radical dependence on God and, and to believe ultimately in God's abundance. And when we choose to embrace that radical dependence on God, you know what happens? We begin to experience His goodness. Moments when God speaks, moments when he delivers his goodness through other people, moments when we realize that, man, his love is covering me. Now, let's be clear. No one chooses to go through times when our brokenness is revealed for the world to see front and center. But but what I found over and over again in my own life and, and in other people's lives as well, I found over and over again that it's in the crucible moments, the moments we can't control, the moments that require grit and a groaning, travailing hope. It's in the moments where I know I cannot do this on my own that I'm led to a space where I can choose to run from or embrace my brokenness. Embracing my brokenness will lead to a posture of surrender and humility, which will lead to heaven's kingdom come, kingdom of heaven blessings. See, gritty blessings are not awarded to the winners of life. They're poured out upon surrender to those who are humble, to those who have embraced their brokenheartedness. So, so let me, let me close and just ask you, what if it's true? What if it, what if to be broken is ultimately to be blessed? And in fact, what if we can't get to the full measure of his blessings without being broken, without embracing our brokenness? And if that's true, maybe we've been running from the wrong thing. Maybe all our emphasis on being adequate and strong and independent has actually kept us from a life of the blessing of God. Maybe it's not only possible to be broken and blessed, but it's actually impossible 
to be blessed without being broken. So let me read those two psalms once more, this time from the New Living Translation. And as you listen, just take a moment to tell God thank you for the places in your life where it is so obvious that you need to be lifted up. I know it seems weird to thank him for the broken-hearted places, for the broken places, for the times when you realize how hard it is to trust yourself or others around you because they'll just let you down. They can't accomplish what you need to, to see happen. But ask God to bring them to mind and tell him thank you for the places in your life where you need to be lifted up. Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I'll sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they'll return to the earth and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and the widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout all the generations. Praise the Lord. And Psalm 147, praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust Seek out your thanks to the Lord. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, and makes the grass grow in mountain pastures. He gives food to the wild animals and feeds the young ravens when they cry. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates and blessed your children within your walls. He sends peace across your nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He sends his orders to the world. How swiftly his word flies. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stones. Who can stand against his freezing cold? And and then at his command, it all melts. See, He sends his winds and the ice thaws. He's revealed his words to Jacob, his decrees and regulations to Israel. He has not done this for any other nation. They do not know his regulations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I I pray um, for each and every person listening who, who just readily, maybe in their own minds, way too readily and too easily can identify with the brokenhearted with the oppressed, with the widows and the orphans, with those who go through life hungry, with those who are bowed down under great pressure. God, I I pray that, that they would see that they're just a step away. They're just a step away from the blessings of your kingdom come. 
God, would you pour your spirit out upon them right now? Would you bring healing to the wounds? Would you bring hope to the discouraged? Would you bring peace to the anxious? God, would you bring comfort to those who mourn? Would you pour your spirit out upon those who need you? And God, we all need you. We don't all know that we need you, but we all need you. Would you pour your spirit out? Pour your spirit out. Let us be the people who praise you as you lift us up. We thank you for all these things. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.